0: In three, two, one.
1: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts
0: welcome to the deep dive Andy it's uh NFL seasons over tennis was great fun for a couple weeks there but that's a wrap they're into yeah, like, we're the,
1: into small terms. like you're into tur- the the hardcore so
0: not playing much of that yeah. NBA is going swimmingly but I've had the itch to gamble lately and I've been doing it Trading cryptocurrency (laughs) and I've been doing it a lot. (laughs) And holy crap, if this isn't a a very humble lesson uh, in, uh, you know, when you're getting started, uh, how difficult things can be. Um, I've learned a lot of very valuable lessons in the last 48 hours. Um, BTC had a massive drawdown last week. Uh, peaked with like just hope and despair, you know, desperation and despair over the weekend, uh, bounced back finally today. Um, but I've devoted a lot of my kind of free time, a lot of my personal time trying to understand this better. We are a year removed from the evergreen podcast we did one year ago, exactly one year ago. I looked this up, by the way, it was like the first really, really. Um, yeah, uh, that was Bitcoin for sports betting, where we kind of talked through the concepts because it was pretty clear and obvious that, um, you know, that was a useful way to move money from book to book and that there was a lot of macro signal and a lot of talk of the upcoming having and what that was going to do to price. And, you know, people, you know, we wanted to, people to kind of get in on the ground floor with, um, you know, the potential run up in Bitcoin in terms of its price and value. And um, I thought we did a good podcast. And if you want to go back and listen to it, I did recently just to check and make sure we didn't say anything insanely stupid. And we didn't. Uh, So that's evergreen podcast lives on. Uh, We'll probably say some insane, stupid stuff today. Um, Almost certainly. Uh, So Um, keep in mind, we are not experts. Yeah. Or financial advisors. Yeah.
1: Whenever you tune in to a live stream on YouTube like this, or you're watching this later, and the hosts are dressed up like some sort of fucked up gender reveal, like you probably you should probably realize it is not financial advice. Like I'm just looking at them now. We're wearing pink and blue pastels, like solid. We do, like whichever one of us stands up at the end, that's the gender reveal. Um, oh. Okay. No, I, I right. I'm glad you listened to that. I didn't have time to today. I thought about that too. I was almost nervous. I'm like did we did we put our foot in our mouth say some stupid shit? I, I think we're we're pretty good at pulling the Jay Leno and just staying on the fence, not taking. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. The, the thing is, I'm not a hot take artist. I'm never going to be. I don't like to, you know, just take hard stands on something that life is full of uncertainty. Like there's no value in that unless, in, in you know, the people that love to be, Oh, look, I was right. Or, you know, Oh, I was dead. It's fun to be right about some sports stuff. But even that it's just like, well, I mean, the hard stand I'm taking on sports is I'm I'm betting on it. Like I will put, I put a few dollars on, on this feature, or this price or this look ahead line. And, you know, in this, in this case, I think oh, that's, it's just silly to do anything like that. There's a lot of people on the internet doing that. And I, I think maybe that's something we should talk about too is, um, you've gotten deeper into it than I have, but there are some voices worth listening to in the crypto space in the NFT space. Oh, sure. And there are yeah. some people that you should probably not, you know, just blindly, uh, like we said, this is not investment advice. Like uh, you should keep that in the back of your head when you're reading anything from anyone ever about oh, anything, whether you know, whether it's traditional investments or this or NFTs. And we'll get into yeah. that too.
0: I'll, so I wanted to do this topic. The the I wanted to, to do basically just a, a Bitcoin for betting Redux, having yeah. a year, another year of experience and a lot of reading, a lot of practical experience trying to understand this this space and specifically um, you know be part of this growth. And in the years past, when we've done these sort of evergreen topics and talked through this stuff, it's helped me kind of synthesize some of the lessons I've learned and become better at what I'm trying to do. So I'm hoping this is an example of that because. Um, you know, it, it's, it's crazy how easy it is when you're inexperienced to just make absolute dog shit decisions and, um, you know, really get yourself into trouble. And I made two of the worst trades of my entire life, bar none on Friday. Uh, actually one, one on Thursday night when I was quite drunk. And then another one on Friday morning when I was reacting to what I did on, on Thursday when I was quite drunk. And, um, You know, it's, it's a reminder of, you know, when you're, you're, you know, I paid some tuition, I learned some hard lessons and, uh, you know, I think it's it's worthwhile to kind of get into this topic in a little bit more detail, but at the same time, kind of give a little bit of broader context to what's going on in the Bitcoin space, how it impacts those of us who are using Bitcoin, not just for sports betting, but for all, all kinds of stuff. Um, there's probably a lot of people who have questions like, "What is DeFi? What are altcoins? Like, you know, is this a scam?" Well, you know, all of that stuff we'll we'll try to touch in kind of a broad brush way today. Of course, again we're not financial advisors. We don't really, I don't have, you know, I've, I uh, you know, learning trial by fire here when, you know, hundred um, percent. But I can, I've learned enough. I think we can answer a lot of good questions. Um, and then similarly, uh, the, um, you know, the future I think is extremely bullish, not just in the short term, but the long term here. And it would be, irresponsible, maybe not to at least share. what our point of view is on this stuff. I mean, I know I'm in this for the long haul at this point. Like this definitely yeah. to me feels like uh, a sea change and it's not small. Um, you probably have some preconceptions about Bitcoin before even listening to this podcast and, you know, we will annoy some some of you. Some of you might want in no way, shape or form want uh, to hear about this topic, or you, you know, you, or or you're very curious about it, and you'll find this very interesting. I'm sure this will be a polarizing podcast. There's no doubt. Um, <clears throat> Somebody but, in the yeah. chat here,
1: drinking and trading, never a good mix. My very goodness, no. Similar to, I mean, similar to betting, or like you know, I'm not gonna because I have no idea what happened with your second trade. I'll, I'll go through my story. Yeah, I mean, you're you're pissed up. It sounds like, but I mean, I've it's it's similar to like I can remember years ago. I can tell you what bar I was at. Even it was Donovan's up in Minneapolis. And like, I'd bet on a couple college football games at noon and they went to shit in a hurry. I'd lost like every bet. And I, uh, my next trade was to play online blackjack at that sports (laughs) book to get that money back. I mean, after like 17, after like 17, uh, big gingers, which is just a Jameson and ginger ale. And yeah, that's a, that's never a good way to get your money back. Is yeah, alcohol. When it alcohol,
0: and it, alcohol and alcohol and/or emotion and/or both are in the mix, you're going to make bad decisions. Especially if you don't have experience doing that. So this sort of stuff, and I learned that the hard way. Um, but we'll get into all of this. I'm f- and everything's fine, by the way. You know, Bitcoin rallied today, and uh, and assuming that it doesn't crash by the time people listen to this podcast, eh, it looks good. Uh, just you know, need a- think... ADA to pump a little here. <laughs> oh no, we don't. <laughs> no, we do not. Although that's Suma's favorite coin, so ADA takes over the world. Uh, Fabian Sumo again was ahead of it. Um, anyway, the um, uh, let's talk. Let's go, let's do a little background. Uh, my background with Bitcoin. First time I ever got Bitcoin was 2015. A friend who was a Bitcoin originalist, you know, part of the original sort of people who adopted it as internet money back in the day, and were using it to, you know, buy drugs on the internet or whatever. Uh, a guy I was really good friends with uh, sent me a tip for a football pick, uh, and I had to. Figure out how to to make a wallet in order to claim that tip, uh, and I did, and it was five dollars worth of Bitcoin at the time, which by today's standard would be like probably 500, five hundred, a thousand, maybe a thousand dollars if I had just kept it. But I was like, well, wow, cool, a Bitcoin tip. I don't know how to sell this for the five dollars. Um, I'm gonna go take it. There's, I heard this of uh, this Bitcoin sportsbook, Nitrogen. I'm gonna go take my five dollars. I'm gonna put it in Nitrogen, and I'll play a little poker. And then I'll bet a little sports with that. And I did. And I was like, this is freaking cool. Like, like this is just like real money. Like, wow. Like this is, it's, it's moving around five. You know, I sent my $5 from my tip wallet to my nitrogen account. I, you know, I got uh, some winnings. I'm sending back to my wallet. I was like, oh wow, this is like, this is for real. And this was back in 2015. And I was like, okay, this is, this looks like a good alternative to, uh, use as a way to fund sportsbooks accounts. I wasn't thinking at the time, hey, you know this fifty dollar or hundred dollar whatever it was thing is going to someday be worth fifty thousand dollars. But but I was pretty obvious the utility of it for what I was trying to do and what I was interested in doing at that time. So the next football season rolls around, I've had now um, a full year of getting new credit cards because every time I was using my credit card to re up my sportsbook accounts, it was getting hacked and getting you know a bunch of fraudulent charges on it and i was sick and tired of it sick and and tired of it uh yes there was this was this was tony book that was responsible for this of course
1: and there was a rash of that and you know these i i don't really when we say we're not financial advisors i'm also not an expert on this like i don't even know if my explanation of decentralized banking would make sense but the fact that you know the transactions, things are immutable on the blockchain, and, yes. and things are it's it's not it's crazy that it's something that has so many people that are just so anti uh, adoption on this are just silly you know so angry about it is so much better for these sort of <laughs> transactions. So much the, better ba- than the. Best technology that banks have been able to roll out to this point. It's hilarious because I know plenty of people who have had that same issue, had that issue. It was kind of that time frame too, right in that 2013 to 15, 16. There was a yeah. lot of that. There was a rash of that on several of these offshore accounts where people would use a credit or debit card to fund an account and they'd have issues with it. And that's a real, or your bank shuts your damn card off because, and this is back before you just got a text saying, hey, was this you or not? And you'd say, yes, that's me. You know, like there'd be phone calls and bullshit because like, hey, why did you, you know, what's this $500? Because it would never be 500 It would be like $500 and 13 cents because there would be some weirdness to it. Well, why did you buy something for $500 in China at 10 at night? Like, ah, or wherever, you know, wherever the, the money was going through. So there was a lot of pain in the ass with that. And I think that was, you know, to kind of piggyback on you. I mean, the same thing. I didn't get a tip from... I'm assuming I know who it is. I think it's a guy down in the desert there, but I didn't get a tip. My first, my first Bitcoin was certainly just cashing out of a book to move money. You know, the old uh, this book's doing good, I cannot lose a bet here, um, but this book's doing terrible. I haven't won a bet over here. If I'm betting football on one or basketball on and one, and basketball another, I just wanted to balance them out, and I made a wallet for that years ago, whatever it was, and said like, that's even how slow Bitcoin was to process then on some of these compared to how it is now. I mean, think about how long it took to get a check or how much you would pay for a wire, a wire, whatever it's called, just a bank wiring where they, they charge you like 50 bucks to get your money for there. So so yeah, that that was the the first, uh, the first crypto I owned, I owned it for like, (laughs) what 15 five minutes, minutes. <laughs> 15 yeah, minutes whatever, yeah, for sure. whatever. And then I, I sent it to the other book and I said, yeah, like you said, the utility of it, that was gorgeous to me. I just, you know, one, one account went up, one went down and I just balanced them out in a matter of however long it took.
0: Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So, um, then go through the next football season. I decided I'm going to fund my offshore with Bitcoin instead of a credit card because I'm done with this. And so I bought like four or five Bitcoin at the time. Uh, it was about 2000 bucks worth um and sent it to bookmaker um they cashed it in for balance and i was like wow that was easy this is great and did had a great football season i think i almost uh you no, i hit like a just a just a spectacular roi that year go to cash out in february and i cashed out the entire bankroll and it was less than i had deposited in terms of bitcoin units and that was eye-opening I was like, wait a second, you mean I had the best football season of my life to this point? I actually, you know, I won money and I was responsible. It was good, better. I won money in the NFL and I actually have less Bitcoin than if I had just sat on it that whole time. And I was like, okay, that that was like eye opening. That made me start <laughs> really paying attention. And I was like, okay, this is getting big. You start. I go look at coin market cap. You're like, whoa, there's like 50 billion dollars of money invested in this. Like, wow, like holy crap. And you're like looking at what other people are doing with it, and you're like, holy shit. Like that. Look at size. So size some of these transactions, and they're going through for a fee of like 20 bucks. Like, oh my god. Like that's crazy. And you know, you start to you kind of realize what's going on in the space, and it's it becomes pretty obvious pretty quickly that this is something that's going to grow and be pretty useful and pretty excellent and so then of course 2017 uh you know accumulated what i could that summer which wasn't much uh but then the run-up in 2017 was something else and it goes and we're like you know i remember during the nfl season i'm mostly playing on nitrogen now because i don't want to cash anything out into a sports book i only want to play in bitcoin and i'm like watching it go up every day and i'm like oh my god we might break 10k and then you blink, and it's at 20k, and you're like, "Whoa, what? What is happening? Like, this is this is insane. This is crazy." And I had what no idea. The, what, what was the Cardinals were. bet?
1: The Cardinals Lions bet. Oh, that was was that. that was two years later. That was Yeah, but still, I mean, that's that's a good example of. When you are betting in crypto, things can get a little weird though. As far oh, as sure. if you make this you, year, not not so much if you just if you're making a bet for a game this weekend. But if you're bet playing some future, some look ahead line like you did or, you know, a long term bet like that, all of a sudden your risk can be and I think I think that is good uh, maybe a good note for some people who are More risk averse, or using it in different ways, know that that if you lock in a bet on like a nitrogen or something, a longer term bet like that, it's well, no, it'd be the other way. If you were, especially if you cashed out, that that's you know that's completely different. Like you said with your with your football wagering that season, but if you are betting actually in Bitcoin and you're and you're saying I'm comfortable the stake, wagering two yeah, staking the stake is yeah, good Yeah, you say I'm comfortable staking $200 on this bet. No, that if it's a bet that doesn't, you know, settle for 8 months or something, you could be staking a very different amount at that point in time. So I mean, just uh, something you know, everyone has their own risk profile, something to kind of take into account because that happened I mean that happened to you that you made a future bet in the summer, there was a big run up and you're like, well, I'm betting like three times the amount I wanted to on this game
0: now. And I bet, I bet the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl for four and a half, I would have plus 450, five to one, whatever at Nitrogen. And at the time, Bitcoin was eleven k, and by the Super Bowl, it was like forty k. <laughs> so you, the same sort of thing you went four xed uh, my stake on that bet. So, but you know, whatever. It it this is just still just sort of kind of introduction introductory stuff here. Um. After the twenty seventeen run up though, which was pretty clearly a retail driven bubble, we got up to twenty K. It, it it fizzled out. But in that kind of in go. those in those kind of couple months after, in January and February, I definitely was like, Okay, I get it now. You know, I'm watching all the Antonopoulos videos of the internet of money, and this is the future of this, and like this is how it works, and this is what a miner does, and this is what this, you know, like just reading and, and listening to everything I could to understand what the hell was going on. And like you know, in that two months, and I started to open a couple of trading accounts, Bitrix and you know Poloniex, and you know a couple. Of, you know, Binance was very new at the time. I had a Binance account, and it's like you can trade bitcoins for all these other coins, and some of these guys are going up a hundred times. You know, like this is crazy. You know, and it was obviously gambling, but it's like you know this is uh, this was this was the experience back then. And then the air came out of the balloon, and you know the bubble popped. And it, it all fizzled out, but it was a good learning experience, and it was pretty obvious that like whatever the next cycle would be, like I needed to you know be prepared for that, right? I needed to kind of be be prepared. But in that meantime, Bitcoin was still perfectly useful as a means of transferring money from sportsbook to sportsbook, settling debts between people who you are working with in the space. It is a it is still extremely useful for that. Uh, you know, we'll we'll get into some personal stories and examples, but uh, I use it weekly to settle debts. Uh, with folks in the space, which and it is excellent um, and the you know the the one year ago as we 're entering the pandemic and we 're talking about Bitcoin for sports betting and its utility, and we 're kind of describing some of the basics and just as a broad recap, the basics are, you can on ramp wherever you feel like it nowadays you can on ramp a cash app, you can mm-hmm. on ramp at paypal probably i pay- don't know pay- that.
1: i don't know if you can buy, you can store or you can okay. receive
0: so I don't even know. I'll, I'll double check do into that i'm not well, sure you whatever can the convert, case is
1: but...
0: uh coinbase you could was the only place back in the day i knew how to on ramp but you could change your usd for btc at coinbase and then the key was you really wanted to move it to uh, a wallet where you had the custody of the keys and then that this intermediate hub that is your wallet uh you needed to know what the private keys were you wrote them down on paper You know, you didn't save it in a text file that could get hacked. You didn't save it. uh, You know, you didn't uh, forget about those. You know, you write them down on paper and keep them somewhere safe. Um, And then that is your intermediary hub where you send, you know, you withdraw from the books to your hub, send from the hub to Coinbase if you wanted to sell for dollars or wherever. And uh, it was a perfect kind of, uh, you know, system to operate for a handful of years there. Okay. In the most recent run up, March of last year. We're getting close to the having, right? Which is a supply shock of we newly minted ha- the Bitcoin, the having a supply shock for newly minted bitcoins, which means just like we are participants in this ecosystem where we want to use this digital currency to settle debts and obligations to b- basically buy USD at a sports book and Take USD out. You know we're using it as a means of exchange for a lot of these propositions. A lot of other people are also. In fact, it's now a you know you know one year ago it's it's still now like a uh, you know a multi hundred billion dollar ecosystem of people who need and want Bitcoin to exchange and do financial transactions. The new supply gets cut in half. That was the entirety of the happening everyone at the time was promoting what they understood to be a stock to flow model that suggested when you cut new supply in half, you have, uh, you have supply shock. And if there's the same m- amount of participation or even growing participation, but you have half as much new supply being added to circulation, then price goes up. So that's simple. And then to add to that, we're going through the pandemic. The government's just printing money uh, there's all of this you know, like macroeconomic, like you know every you know world's going to hell. like you know it seemed like the absolute perfect storm to be more involved in Bitcoin. Um, and I got as involved as I possibly could be last year. and it has been to the tune of close to like changing sort of money. And in fact, the entire my entire like perspective on sports betting over this last year was only in Bitcoin. Or mostly in Bitcoin, and the whole goal of winning bets is accumulating more Bitcoin. That was like the entire—that was my entire perspective going back a year, and it has worked out phenomenally well. Um, But now that we are getting into this kind of rare air here in terms of Bitcoin price, I'm in. I'm. I'm, I want to play defense a little bit. Does that make sense? I'm not comfortable just being a holder and holding till the death here. I want to play a little bit of defense. I need to understand a little bit better what to do with this. Right. Is this something I can spend? Not really. Is this something that you can get out into cash? Do I want to get out into cash? Do you want, you know, what what can you do with it? Is it going to keep going up? What is happening? Right. Like these are all things that you're wondering once you're, you know, you're <clears throat> in this place. Well, yeah. You're, even even sure last March, there's
1: well, there's just so much there's so many things going on. And I don't know how deep. I don't want to get too deep into this because some of it is just it's very droll. And Honestly, like dry, I would, would be a better word for it. But like a lot of the things we didn't understand win the having, and if, you know, if anybody doesn't understand the having, it's just the reward was cut in half. <clears throat> so, that, I mean, the, the, the absolute step one, A1 basics of it is you have your computer figure out a complicated math problem and you get rewarded with a fractional bit of this cryptocurrency. And at the having, that was cut in half. It's happened several times. It'll happen again until it goes and there's no more. And we, you know, we had some ideas. There was a lot of articles. There was a lot of talk. There was a lot of people we talked to about how that was going to affect the the economics of it. And it's just it's not a normal economy, you know, compared to how the the economists of today have learned economics over the last what 500 years, going back to you know some of the t- first trades they were making. on the other side of the pond and it's so completely different that you know traditional economists were all over the map and then we really didn't know what the miners were doing like there's some minor supply issues and minor hoarding issues and there's some weird stuff there that i don't fully even still understand that affected the price so like the price didn't do what everyone said it was going to do right away and i i mean that created more skepticism and eventually it's there's just so much about this that's in the dark that i think You can only know so much, but I do believe there's just some of the, you know, some of the podcasts you've recommended and some of the stuff we found, like there's more and more good um, resources on it now than there were even like a year. I mean, think about where you were getting your information on, on crypto like a year ago. I mean, there's a few decent Twitter accounts and that was, that was that. Now there's some, some actual voices that we trust and will listen to and, and take some credence with their words. 'Cause like absolutely honestly last last March I just bought some because it was like, oh, it's like four thousand. Like probably goes up twenty again, right? Sure. <laughs> God, that, that was like my entire my entire thought process. Like I didn't know shit. I still don't know that much, but
0: okay. So let's talk about the run up and what was going on there. Um are you I think it, it's been pretty it's pretty clear. This is a sh- supply shock. It's pretty clear that um This is an efficient, this is, this, it's pretty clear that cryptocurrency in general and digital money in general is the future of finance broadly, in my opinion. Uh, Look no further than last week, the Fed chair Janet Yellen says, well, Bitcoin isn't efficient. And then literally later that week, the Fed monetary transmission instruments all failed. And no one could do a transaction with the Fed globally. And that doesn't happen with Bitcoin. It doesn't. It doesn't because it's a decentralized system. There is no central government that has to have everything, pipes working in order to get a transaction done. in today's, in today's environment, if you have um, you can have a wallet on your phone with a small amount of Bitcoin in it, send it to a friend, uh, in, and transactions will be finalized in 10 minutes, but picked up between the wallets in like 30 seconds. It's crazy, crazy efficient. And, uh, you know, you're not, there's no middleman, which means there's no, you know, there's no bank with sticky fingers. There's no, um, you know, there's no border that has to go, that has to go across if you're trying to send money internationally, right? Like this is a very, very high utility system right now. And it's We're very not resilient
1: crimes, but.
0: No, you it's can, very resilient to government seizure. It's very resilient to everything. Like it's a, it's a, yeah. it's been designed to be resilient to attacks from government specifically, but from any uh, you know, negative players in the space. And so, it's a, it's a it's my opinion for sure the, you know, the a game changer in terms of um, you know, digital financial systems. Everyone's figuring that out at the same time, which means demand is exceptionally high. And it is pretty clear and pretty obvious that there are institutional level players, banks, and major corporations that see investment opportunities in something like Bitcoin and are buying and accumulating a reserve so that they can f- be part of the ecosystem and capture some of this utility. Okay, And this was pretty clear and started in the fourth quarter of 2020. 20- of really probably started in like summer last year it got really serious in the fourth quarter of 2020 now it's carried into 2021 and there's probably some retail lag because people see the price go up and they're like oh my god i gotta get back on coinbase and buy some of this and it takes a while to figure it all out and you know maybe you know you gotta figure you gotta go find your wallet from four years ago and figure out the password and remember all that and you know there was a lag uh and it's it's that's for sure caused a, you know, a bit of a delay in terms of retail showing up, but it surely did, and that kind of pumped the price up from 40 to 50 or almost 60, right? And then there was massive drawdown last week, which was healthy for the ecosystem overall because it wiped out you know, accounts that were overlevered. Um, and it, uh, reduced funding rates. It, uh, uh helped reset, uh, you know, people who needed to realistically needed to take profits and clean, clean, clear the books. Um, and futures contracts got squared, uh, with the CME and overall the ecosystem is extremely healthy right now. And uh, like the bull, the, the long-term bull news bull cycle, uh, you know, maximalists out there are looking to be proven right. As far as I can tell you, I think this will continue to grow. I think 2021 is going to be an absolutely ridiculous year. And then beyond that, you know, who knows if it continues to go up much more until the next halving um, or if it reaches some sort of equilibrium. But, you know, like the opportunity is still pretty decent, I think, for it to 2x, 4x maybe. Uh, and I'm I'm inclined at this point to just be prepared to kind of defend it when there are massive drawdowns, which there will be, which there should yeah. be. In a healthy ecosystem, like it shouldn't just go up only. It should have de- weeks where there's a drawdown, where there's a correction. Otherwise, um, you know, it's it gets overheated to the tune of institutions just stop participating at all, and then demand starts to dry up, and then, you know, then then you have instead, you know, if you, you can have a couple of thirty percent corrections, or you can have one sixty percent correction. You know yeah, what I do you, mean?
1: Do you want a, a nice a nice smooth? You know, if you look at a, a longer chart, a nice smooth uptick or a GameStop. Yeah. You
0: don't exactly. want to. You don't.
1: Yeah. You don't want a GameStop where it's like, oh, this meteoric, and then the yeah. the the drawbacks are meteoric, and you yeah. don't need that.
0: You know, what you can't do with GameStop stock. It's the GameStop stock, you can't settle debts. You can't fund a sports book. You can't really do anything with it. In fact, can't even you buy Nintendo can... games with it. No, you can't. Um, you can't do much with BTC right now, but you can do a lot more than you could do four years ago. In fact, I was blown away at some of the new applications that you can use BTC for right now. You can you can spend BTC effectively at Amazon through many applications out there. We'll send you Amazon gift cards, $100 a pop, whatever you want in exchange for, you know, $100 worth of DTC, which you know is is wild to me that you can actually effectively spend this now, however you feel like it. I have a Lightning wallet now on my phone, which is something they promised back in 2017 that I thought was a pipe dream. No, it's not just a pipe dream now; it's on my phone. If I go to a place that has Lightning wallet ca- capability, I can pay with Bitcoin on that second layer, and it is smooth as can be. It's incredible. Um, so they have they really have done a, a spectacular job kind of meeting the promise of the space from the last uh, real serious bull cycle and so now here we are in cycle part two and it's complicated and the, mon- the players are smarter and the institutions are in the water so now we're swimming with the sharks you know um, but I do still think this is you know has a lot of opportunity to grow uh, and like I was saying uh, you know there's again the g- name of the game is accumulate as much Bitcoin as possible well now that the price is what it is uh, you, you know, getting one to Bitcoin, you know, that's tough to do with sports betting unless you know lots of places with lots of outs and you can get down fifty k at a time. Or who the it's first not kicker easy? Is
1: gonna
0: be. Or, yeah, or if you know, or if you know who the first kicker is going to be. Um, hat tip to Joe Ishkinish, of course. Um, the yes. uh, the uh, but the in reality, like I re- I recognized for whatever reason, I needed to be prepared to protect the USD gained at this point, which means. You know, if it looks like we're at a, a frothy, uh, you know, frothy top, <laughs> a, a, an overheated price, uh, what do I do, right? Do I, I, I can put on a short and kind of keep my position neutral. I can s- exchange it for stable coins, USD or tether. Uh, I can, you know, but, but the key and some of the hard things I learned uh, were like how to avoid a taxable event, uh, you know, how to, um, you know, how to move money into uh exchanges and which exchanges were good and bad and why um and you know it's been a learning experience and i think all of that would be valuable to other folks who are probably in the same situation and even you know there's nuances now too like um a lot of people who were into altcoins altcoins back in the day were absolute garbage trash you had bitcoin which had all the all of the uh future store of value promise in the world you had Ether, which was like, yeah, if they can figure this out, this might be interesting. Maybe great. And then you had a dozen or t- 200 other piece of shit coins that did nothing and were speculative assets and or scams and or, um, you know, just just, you know, fig- solving a problem that didn't exist. You know, all, all kinds, all manner of of trash out there. Um, and as we came back into this cycle, this bull cycle, and what happens is Bitcoin rips and then the associated altcoins coins tend to follow because people will put their Bitcoin on the, uh, you know, you know they'll, they'll, um, they'll move it to an exchange and they'll start trading it, hoping to accumulate more Bitcoin by the price of the altcoins going up. That's the name of the game when you're flipping shit coins. And the pot ones this cycle have been what? DeFi coins. All right, what is DeFi? Can you can you can you can you uh, hazard a guess for me, Andy?
1: I'm I'm not good at this part. I'm just I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna bung, I'm gonna bungle this. I'm gonna let you. So this is your episode. I'm gonna let because you are you can okay. hear how excited you are. Like you sound like an infomercial right now. You're just so I pumped do. about no. about the product. you explain it better than I do. So, but okay. I mean, knowing what DeFi coins are and which ones to get into has been helpful in accumulating more Bitcoin.
0: Sure. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, But, you know, the reason it's a hot topic and the reason that uh, I even bring it up is like, okay, let's say you've, let's say you were early with Bitcoin. Let's say you did a hold through the last cycle and now you have 10 or 20 or 50 in your, you know, in your wallet. Um, What do you, what do you do with that? You want to buy a house? You want to buy some land?
1: Go read Kieran's um, Twitter thread about how to will it. And honestly, (laughs) yes, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Zach Morris Morris timeout. Like, that's the thing. Like, um, you you buy a Maserati, it's sitting in the garage. Like, there are probate lawyers, even if you don't have a will, they're going to figure out how to give that to your kid or your wife or whatever. It becomes their property because they can see, oh, there's a car, and oh, and he bought it. His name is on the title. He is deceased that becomes the next of kin's property. Whereas this is a little, I don't want to say do- dodgy is not the right word because there's nothing, you're not doing anything illegal. It's just, it's this just, is much less visible to the just, barrier to of entry like, harder you're, you're, harder. Yeah, the, you're not. You're, your probate lawyer isn't going to walk into the house, look at your computer that's turned off and be like, yeah, there's some definitely some wallets in there. Or, you know, maybe, <laughs> or, or even if, even if they were to find a physical wallet, a hardware yeah. wallet, yeah. The, 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 obviously, the barrier to entry is less than just, oh, we got to figure out his password. There's a lot going on there. So, um, yeah. I mean, you guys and f- some people, whatever. There are some people who shat on Mr. Kieran over the years, but we still like the guy a lot, and he's very smart. And, and Barry Horse, he went and put a thread up on Twitter, what, a week or two ago? About and some very good resources for how to put this sort of stuff in your. Cause you could, I don't care if you're 30, you get hit by a bus tomorrow. Like, do you want that stuff to disappear or do you want someone to have it? You know, someone you love, someone you know. That it's B, B. it's the latter. So go check that out. We won't get too deep into that because I'm not, uh, I'm not an expert on that either. But it really did open the eyes because, like you said, your house, your car, your possessions—that's easy enough for someone to find and figure out how to pass that on. This is a little. There's a couple extra steps here, so take those. You know, even um, I want to say, you know, we we mentioned this podcast the other day when we talked to Mr. Trenhail, but I, th- I feel like Hagrin might've touched on that as well. When no, he talked to, I think
0: Hagrin, he, he, Hagrin he talked told, about like something his, in that podcast like that blew my lawyers. mind. Yeah. Hagrin sa- talks about something, some stuff in that podcast that blew my mind, which was basically like how you create a synthetic risk-free position by, by shorting here and longing here and you doing this stuff where you can absolutely protect yourself from some of the volatile price swings. Right. And I went through and I've I've been practicing this because I feel like once we because really like like right now at 50K, like it's a lot of money. Like there's no doubt about that. Like like a lot of people have a lot of money right now. And we're going to get into what the hell people are doing with this and how that what that means for NFTs, which is basically the entire ballgame, in my opinion. But, you know, a lot of people have a lot of money right now and protecting it at 50K is good and important. But wait till it gets to like 100 or 200. Right. Like, wait until this is like, you know, we're talking about like a serious advantage over USD and what do people do with it then? Because guess what? Like, we're in 1996 internet time frame, relativity wise, in terms of who is utilizing this and how much is, you know, how much is being utilized and what products are layered onto it in terms of usefulness. Like, it is going to grow and it is going to grow fast. It's going to go faster than the internet because the network effects of, banks having lived through the internet bubble once and I'm not going to get caught next time Amazon rolls around and there's something that can do X y or z that's going to be you know massively uh you know profitable here over the next 20 years right like you know th- there's going to be a faster adoption it's going to be more violent and protecting it when it starts when we start getting into just bonkers banana land dollars is going to be important and uh, so that's most of what I've spent this last month doing in my free time to be honest is just practicing like how to set up synthetic positions and stuff and and just you know protecting it from you know huge drawdowns cuz there's you know you want to you want to feel th- there's in the same way that i remember taking a um a bovada account from $500 to 4000 and then losing it all and the sick feeling in your stomach seeing the 4000 go to to zero right well yeah multiply that times <laughs> multiply that times you know, a couple hundred, and see how that feels. You know, if if things go sideways at some point, right? You know, or who knows. So yeah, the the idea. Well, of and it's funny. Kind of some of these drawdowns don't even feel
1: that big. Like if you think about no. the the size of this recent, maybe it's because where where it nestled is still so much higher than you know where we were a year ago. But a drawdown from like fifty eight to forty five, essentially like that's that's actually kind of massive. And it just it didn't hit the same. Because I I don't know why it didn't hit the same. I guess maybe psychological that 45 is still pretty good, all things considered long-term. But the fact is, you know, drawdowns like that a a year or two from now might be of the same percentage and just massive. You know, you're talking in the course of several days going down in value, 20, 30,000 US dollars. Oh, I got a bellyache.
0: Oh yeah, it, it, an idea that it could go from twenty to one hundred and fifty two hundred k to one to one hundred and fifty—that's entirely entirely reasonable. We've seen that from two hundred to one hundred and fifty. It could go from two hundred k to one hundred fifty k. Like that's that's how the yeah, it's a, it's a it's a young market. It's a young uh, product. It's there. The maturity is maybe decades away. Um, and there, you know, some of the volatility is being, uh, you know, ameliorated by the futures products and the derivatives, et cetera, but it's still volatile as hell and being able to protect it. Once we're at a top, basically, basically I want it to be, be able to be prepared. How do I sell the top? That's all I really care about. Like, I, I don't want to be, you know, caught with my pants down thinking about, man, if I had just sold the top, I would have blank. Right. And when, when, when top, yeah. One top, but so here's so here's the thing. You can sell the top by literally cashing it out of Coinbase and putting those US dollars in your bank account. I don't know that that's a most effective way to do it. I don't think it's an efficient way to do it. I think you pay a lot of taxes that way, and I think uh, you know you you're probably um, you're probably going to end up buying back in at some point anyway. So what why, why bother, right? Um, but what you have now, if you have five, ten, if, if you have one Bitcoin, and you want to, let's say you have one. Let's say you, you let's say during the entirety of uh the the doldrums the bear cycle you were just putting away 50 bucks at a time a week 50 bucks a week you chipped you 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 built up until you had 3000 bucks worth and you bought a bitcoin at the bottom and now you have one and now it's worth 50 grand right you shouldn't have to sell that in order to realize value out of that that's the whole point you should be able to borrow against that one bitcoin and that's what def- that's where defi comes in DeFi legitimately is decentralized finance, where if you walk into a bank and you're like, you hold up your electronic wall, you're like, hey, I got one Bitcoin. Can you give me a loan? They're going to laugh at you. They don't know what the fuck to do. They have no freaking clue how this space works. In fact, if they're not at the very forefront you know, of, of even being able to on-ramp, you know, institute, it's not the, the on-ramps, people still don't realize this, the on-ramps are still very, very uh, slow and immature and like and the fees are high and it's it's not easy if you're an institution just to go buy a bunch of reserve on bitcoin um but the you know if you have some in your hand and you want to borrow against it you can set up a contract on ave on any of these defi platforms where you effectively lock up that bitcoin as collateral you're not selling it you're just sitting it there and it becomes the loan in, you know the the contract becomes a loan instrument where you yes yeah, the collateral as part of a loan instrument so you can get the cash to go buy a car or to buy a condo or to buy whatever you know whatever in your you know would improve your life you can now use that bitcoin as collateral you don't have to sell it which means the value if the value of the bitcoin keeps going up You can capture some of that value, assuming you're making your loan payments, right? Which presumably you can if you've got Bitcoin in the first place, right? And so this uh, this idea of, uh, you know, I have this thing that's worth a lot. What do I do with it? Uh, DeFi solves the problem of, well, you can lend and borrow against that now. Yes. Okay. If you're like, look, man, I don't want to get risky here. I'm not ever going to sell this. I just want to like put it, I I have it sitting on a cold storage wallet. I just want to, you know, I don't mind loaning it out to someone and I, i'll make like what eight percent return that's more than i'm getting on my savings account with just us dollars sitting well, in my savings yeah, account
1: what's the you highest can do percentage that too? savings account I don't, out there
0: i don't like personally see that percent? as a i in some places in europe it's negative you're paying yeah, to first, have money in the bank Yeah, i mean
1: even place. even cds i mean i remember when i was little like a c you know you would see the cd rates when you walked into the bank with your mom and like thinking about how high those numbers are now it's just yeah. hilarious, or even you're like homeless. what my what my savings account, what the percentage one was when I was a young child. Like I had a savings account that I put money in, and it collected interest. Like the, the fact that I mean, banks, some of them they they don't even like. We're not even gonna give you the piss and tell you like this is an interest bearing account because it's silly
0: how low the number is. Like it just it is what it is. Here here's here's a koozie, and the reality is you're their customer, and they're charging you for your checking account and for uh, you know, tra- some transaction fees, ATM fees, you know, you're paying a decent amount to be banked. I guarantee you in your life, if you are, if you are, a uh, uh, gainfully employed or even just, uh, you know, getting out into the world from high school, college, like you're paying to be banked period. And Bitcoin in general is, uh, it was designed to help people step away from that. And, uh, yeah, so the DeFi products exist effectively to, um, to be able to facilitate borrowing and lending with whatever you have. Uh, and that's going to grow extremely fast as well. Um, and, and I mean, I back mean, to
1: your point about the banks, like, yeah, uh, I, I guess to kind of close it, like your estimate on, because you're right, the banks will not get their dicks caught in the elevator door this time around. Like they are going to be faster to adopt. And, but it's still, it's still a ways off, but eventually this will be a thing. Like you will be able to use, you know, it, it will be a, just a different asset class that you can borrow against, You know, just like anything else you could put up for collateral.
0: 100%. Just,
1: not right yeah. now. You can't go to your, you your go grandfather's, to right your
0: grandfather's silver coin collection. You want to borrow against that? You can do that at some banks. This is this will be the same sort of thing, except that there is not a middleman that you're paying fees to that. There's not, uh, you know, it's, it's all locked up in smart contracts and it's. Um, it's going to be the future of a lot of borrowing and lending in this country. And I'm, and literally like your time is more well spent, like in investigating these things yourself and trying them out, trying different platforms, trying to figure out for yourself, moving money, you know, just small amounts, move it here and there open, you know, wallets, try exchanges, try things just to get a feel for what is good and useful and what is nonsense that's absolutely the most valuable advice i can give anyone on this which is uh you know and and uh, and maybe the only other valuable advice i could think of is that like you know figure out a way to get paid to do this because there are ways there are ways and if you're, you know, if you're looking for this, you, you know, you're, if you're seeing this as like the early days of the dot com industry and you're like, I want to get involved, but I don't have capital to speculate on what DeFi product is eventually going to be the long term winner. Like, uh, you know, just getting into forums, just getting involved in at the ground level and, and getting paid to participate via, you know, small, you know, small stakes in some of these projects is eventually going to, you know, be a valuable way to understand it better and, and be in the ground floor. Um, a couple other points of like the mega bowl uh, sort of mentality that I'm living through right now. Um, we mentioned already that it's harder. It's still hard to on-ramp like it's still tough and one day it's going to be easy. Okay. It's hard to use a D five product one day. It's going to be easy. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's that there are a small fraction of people using this in day to day life. One day there will be a lot.
1: I mean, even just think about the, your basic, the basic purchase of the core, you know, the Bitcoin. Like how sure. difficult that process would have been like three years ago, for you know, average anyone, even fuck, even me. Like I said, my, my first Bitcoin was purchased by cashing out of a sports book. That's how I did it. Like, I'm like, oh, this is now I own it because I turned money into it in a, you know, in a goofy kind of way. Like that's that was the only way I could have figured it out, I guess. Coinbase was there, but Coinbase has become what Coinbase has become. And I mean, just, yeah, the, the progression of how easy it is to unwrap now there is going to just trickle down to everything else.
0: And really, the thing—not not to especially trash Coinbase because I've been a customer there for a long time, and they've always, you know, after the first couple of interactions there, where they kind of, you know, throttle your limits. Eventually, it was like, okay, this is a good product for me now. Um, but uh, but realistically, the it serves a different master now. It's not for me and you to on ramp for Bitcoin. It's for. The millionaire, billionaire class to ramp <laughs> to Bitcoin, and that's that. Like that's their clientele now. Like they're helping institutions, they're helping banks figure out how to get the, get their hands on it. And in fact, they're not really interested in our business anymore. And the smaller the transactions, actually, don't really suit their business model very much. They're yeah, look at really their fee structure. Their fee structure would tell you that. Um, so same same thing with Cash
1: App. app. Like, go go. Yeah, same look thing with Cash App. app.
0: Yeah. And any, and, and, and all of the other ones that are better suited for retail investors, the lines now to actually get, participate are long because everybody's trying, you know, it's a bottleneck, you know, like these are young platforms that are going to take a while to really mature to where everyone can participate without long wait times, you know? So that, so I guess what I'm saying is I think the, there's a huge bull case left in that the demand, I don't even think we know how high it really is and the supply is continuing to go down. Coinbase makes these massive purchases for institutions and they are sucking coins off of the exchanges doing it. And yep. then they go into cold storage, they go into reserves. And this is just institutions we're talking about like a couple of banks on Wall Street. Not every bank in the union, not every bank in Federal Credit Union, not every mutual fund and fixed income retirement has gotten on board with this yet, but someday they may be. And then we're not even talking about the like the real GIGA level, which is, com- like, like sovereign countries deciding Soberments, that we yes. need a reserve. We need a reserve of this <clears throat> because we can't do the transactions that we need to be able to do uh, without it. And at that point, it's game over, right? And I'm not. Well, it's
1: in- like it's like yeah. the gold reserves that countries would hold, except there's really no telling how much gold is actually. Available in the earth's crust. Like I'm sure they right. can have pretty decent gases. Like there is an actual finite amount of this, you know, to, the, the supply is actually at a at a set amount. We know where it's at. We know where it's going to be. We know when almost when it's going to be there. And the fact is, the the supply is likely. This you know, some of this is guessing. The so supply is also dwindling due to dead wallets and things of that nature. So sure. you you know where the supply is headed on this. It's not. And if yeah, if if you get to the point yeah, where right. we get past right. banks, if you do have governments putting big reserves aside, things are going to be. Yeah, somebody somebody just cracked me up hard. Musk is going to get the gold from the asteroids. Yeah, Maybe, like that's legitimately something would, I'd pay to see.
0: I've watched Armageddon again. It's going to be expensive. Um, but yeah, no, I mean the the point your points are fair and the you know best way to again the best way to get Bitcoin is probably to buy it from a friend. you know, you, you invariably you have one friend who is super into it. Talk to them. No, nobody wants to talk to them about Bitcoin. Nobody wants to listen to them talk about it. I guarantee you that. I know that from experience. Um, yes. But if you I'm are that friend that will listen to them it and will will talk to them about it, uh, you can absolutely buy from them. <laughs> and uh, and that's the easiest way to get it or win it from someone. Make some bets with someone and settle in Bitcoin. Or right. whatever the when case is. Win get sixth yeah.
1: place in the StarCraft contest ten years ago.
0: That, that that's a good way to do it as well. Um but that yeah, but realistically, do do a project for someone and get paid in Bitcoin. You know, do you know, do a little research for someone. Hey, I need this. Yeah, okay, cool. Pay me in Bitcoin. Okay, fine. Uh you know, so, but but uh you know, you can set up wallets now on your phone that are outstanding. They have products coming out where you basically are going to be able to have debit cards where you can spend the Bitcoin directly uh with a debit card. Um so you're where not you going on the list? through the cash out layer. Uh, about 100,000 and change where are you
1: 140
0: 140 okay yeah <laughs> we must have signed up oh i'm at, I'm at 124 uh oh, 705 bitch yeah it feels it feels <laughs> oh. like
1: and it's funny this is a good segue because that number is about what i was in line for nfts the other day for nfts
0: okay let's yeah. talk about nfts here's my opinion on nfts oh i messed up
1: my color
0: invariably the nft space is the future of all art that is created on the earth. Maybe, Digital maybe art. not
1: the art. Yeah, maybe, maybe these are bubbles. Like maybe be. not yeah. just dunks. Yeah, not these just dunks are. or kitties or punks, but legitimate art eventually. Yes.
0: Yeah. This is the future for culture. And the prices and the, the froth that you're seeing for NFTs now, for top shots now, reflect a very specific function, which is there are a lot of young people who have instead of, because you know I, I heard the greatest point made the other day and on the Up Only podcast that when they were talking to the Three Arrows Capital guy and I think it was Kobe made this point and it was freaking brilliant. The younger generation is not interested in going to work for Goldman Sachs and bankers. They're not interested in working for Google. If you're smart, if you're ambitious, if you want to be in the high growth space, you're doing cryptocurrency projects. You're in. You're in. You're into something like that, and the talent pool now around a lot of these projects is the, the youngest, smartest, most ambitious people that we're creating and, and training and teaching. Okay, and a lot of the people that were siphoned off of Googles and the Facebooks and the you know and and the the Apples four or five years ago into the crypto space made absolutely stupid amounts of money doing this. Like these people are just like beyond rich and they have nothing to spend their money on they can't they're not going on trips to thailand and you know spending money on you know drugs and hookers or whatever like they're just they are just rich beyond their beliefs and with no not you know too much money nothing to spend it on and right now in my opinion the nft space literally reflects the fact that they want collectibles because you know my life is now online my life is digital like, this is, this is it for me. And this is what I'm into. This is what my friends are into. This is what my peers are into. We're all doing this. Like, this is a network effect thing where it's a lot of people with a shitload of money and nothing else to spend it on. And all of this stuff, they, they see all this as, not only just this is digital art, but this is the first digital art. It's original. Yeah. And in 50 years when there's much better stuff out there, this will still be valuable well, not, because it will be the Not even 50 first.
1: years, 50 days, next week. <laughs> and you're, you're, I mean, just um, – uh, and this is someone yes. we – not only who does a lot in this, but he's just fucking hilarious, uh, Peter Ovezet. And the, the he – I actually – I clicked on a link of he bought something somewhere um, you know, it's all in Ethereum. It's just some art he bought at a different, not crypto punks, not crypto kitties, not. Sure. At NBA Top Shot, but just some some digital crypto art. And I went to the site that he bought it on, and I just perused, and it was crazy because some of these things were selling for crazy amounts. But there was some there was some stuff that didn't sell for that much. And I took some screenshots, and I want to go check out what the prices are in like three weeks because I think some of the stuff is very speculative; it's going to fly up. And that's and that's where I I do think. Somebody put a poll online and I've seen, I've seen this poll tweet, quote tweeted. I've seen it, you know, sent out like, it was like, why are you involved in NBA top shots? And it was like, I like collecting the moments or I'm trying to flip cards for a quick buck. And it was like 85% the latter. So I think that, that is where, um, you know, your point is correct. Your point is I'm in full agreement that probably not probably this is probably, this is the future of art. Art will be, you know, based. In, I'm going to say non fungible tokens. Cause I haven't got to say that yet, but this is, this is how things are going to be. It's going to be digital in some, which way or the other. And it's going to be, you know, set up in this way where, you know, people say, well, I can just watch that Jeff. Well, you don't own it. You still don't own it. It, it is kind of hard to wrap your head around, but this is where it's headed. And the fact is, that's I do believe that's why the NBA Top Shot bubble is probably a bubble and why it blew up so fast because it was it, you know people didn't uh, most most people didn't know about the crypto punks that have existed for a long time as it turns out most people didn't know about all this other art but every day I'm seeing a different site or a different spot where more and more of this is available and when more and more of it does become available I think you're going to see some of these hard bubbles start to pop. So, I mean, this is, and, and I don't want to tell anyone what to do with their money. And again, not financial advice, but I don't believe that, like, you know, like you hear about the guy that took out a $20,000 loan to buy GameStop when it was like, you know, $300 a share and got set holding the bag. I don't think sitting and buying some of these really expensive uh, Top Shot moments right now at this exact moment when we're making this is going to be great. All this, uh, all, all as as it was like, for some of the real early adopters, and that's the part that's the tough part. And I don't want to shit on these people because a lot of them are good guys, but it's when you're seeing some of these early adopters selling a card or a moment, I keep calling them cards for like, you know, fifty grand something they got out of a pack way back or something they bought for $400 dollars months ago. It's it might be it might not be the same experience you're going to have entering at this part of the market. Like I would just do your research and I would caution from just taking a bunch of money and thinking you're going to get rich quick in the NFT markets. Cause yeah. there, there's <laughs> some, there's some, I don't want to say collusion, but there's some funny things going on with certain markets in the top shot within it that make things look less or more valuable. And there's some, there's some canoodling going on among some people who have some of the canoodling bigger, more, more expensive moments so just do your research take it easy don't and don't don't take a bunch of money and think you're going to get rich right now because it it could end up in more heartbreak than i would look at other art i would look at i would look at a different kind of art instead of just i mean still get in line and or actually don't get in line for packs yeah you shouldn't do that anymore that's it's but viruses don't get in line in front of me
0: no here's here's my general sense um, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. I mean that 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 definitely goes through to a lot of I know that it stuff. sucks. It if, sucks. It sucks if you, have to, if you to have to ask, if you have to ask, is this a Ponzi scam? It probably is. I mean, there, there's and there's a lot of that to this. like there's a lot of that, uh, you know, kind of um, you know, I don't want to be the last one in the door who's paying up the chain to the guy at the top who's making the most money on this. like there's a lot of that. but but it, at the same time, yeah, you're not going to get rich doing this. This is not a get-rich-quick opportunity, in my opinion. But that doesn't mean that in yeah, a I mean, long cycle that these aren't. Yeah, it does mean in a long cycle that you are going to be a bag holder. Um, and if you're in the 15% that just likes collecting collectible moments, like good on you. Like, in fact, wait out this, wait out this, uh, you know, this froth, wait out this bubble, and you can probably get the future of collectible. Trading cards, which are going to be awesome digital moments. Much, in my opinion, there is potential to make these much cooler than they are, ultimately. And you can be on the you know, ride the second elevator up when. They act, you know, when they release, like, okay, well, we we figured out what was good and bad about Gen One, and now here we're on Gen Two or Gen Three, and we really got something awesome for you. And you know, packs are still just you know reasonably priced, and you're not on the exchange buying the super rare stuff trying to get rich like that. You know, to me, there is for sure a collective... You know, there's a there's an audience for this. There's a there's a buyer for these in a chill way <laughs> without thousands of dollars being exchanged and. You Know there's sharks at the top exchanging these and doing whatever they're doing, and you know, they may be right that long term these are you know viable financial instruments. I, I can't tell you. Similarly, with the, the Euler beats, that seemed like a very cool project. Uh, read all about that today, and again, it's set up like a freaking Ponzi, but it also seems very freaking cool. <laughs> and no, it's, I know it's that for one, sure that
1: made me mad because it's like I think this might be a scam <laughs> and some people are going to get rich. People get rich in scams. It's just usually not us. But the no, thing is, like no. that one is such a cool project. Like I'm, I'm almost mad that it might same. be.
0: Same. Yeah. All, but, same. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, re- I'll keep following that one, but the, you know, the crypto punks, the, uh, the NFT art, some of the stuff, you know, it does portend the future in terms of digital collectible, you know, stuff. And we're entering a weird time And, you know, the economy is in a weird place and people aren't traveling. Their interests are all kind of hyper-focused to their online life. And, you know, the fact that now they are collecting art, music, you know, sports memorabilia in a digital format is entirely the future, predictably the future, really, when I think when when it comes down to it. and. If you're trying to participate because you're having fun doing it, then all the more power to you. But, uh, you know, I, and I'm, I'm in the same freaking boat trying to flip shit coins for more Bitcoin. Like I'm speculating, I'm betting on stuff that I've never, I couldn't even begin to tell you what it does. And the minute it goes down, I go to their platform and I'm like, okay, how do I use this thing? Like, is it even a product? Is it even usable? no oh my god this is a scam (laughs) like like and actually like i didn't i did not bought any top shots and it's not because i didn't know how it's just simply because using the platform gave me a very uneasy feeling because it felt eons behind the tech that is available otherwise in the cryptocurrency space and believe me if you're behind in the tech space you're in trouble you're eventually gonna get swallowed up past uh you know forgotten by someone who's doing it better faster cleaner and the i thought we were gonna do daft know.
1: punk there it's like a tribute yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah r.i.p and peace death daft Punk. r.i.p and peace um, we
1: miss you guys um yeah, yeah. That, that that is maybe <clears throat> obviously the two downfalls of top shot is their tech sucks so much dick like <laughs> it's so bad like just it's just awful how and uh, some people have even speculated that they're doing it on purpose to drive the frenzy like oh no our website's down again you can't get any carts like guess guess you'll have to have more fomo and buy buy more tomorrow but like legitimately their tech is a little behind and then the dapper thing is way behind obviously like nobody can <laughs> I've, I've i've been lucky enough to get a couple packs and honestly, I'm just so scared of it being a stupid bubble that I sold many moments way too soon. Like I've, <laughs> really <clears throat> not many moments. Like I've, I've not sold many, but I, I mean, I got like two or three packs and I've sold some stuff that is like right now it's, you could buy it or I could sell it for twice as much what I sold it for. And that sucks. That hurts my heart. But at the same time, it's not, I haven't gotten anything like, oh, it was like a $50,000 moment, and now it's two hundred. Like, there's nothing of that magnitude. But it, it's silly watching some of these ones where I was like, man, I bought like a $9 pack and sold it for X amount of dollars, but now it's 3X of that.
0: Everything so, I mean, is it denominated in USD though, right?
1: Yeah, everything. everything's so speculative about it that I'm just, I'm so risk-averse to that shit that I just wanted to get rid of them, so I wasn't <laughs> even being a $9 bag holder at that point.
0: But, but you know, by putting money into this, you're also losing out on the opportunity cost of whatever happens to Bitcoin next month.
1: Oh, yeah. That's why I didn't put very much in. Like, I'm, <laughs> There's some people that have gone all in and done very well. I know someone who's, you know, people have done 30, 50 X of what they put in. And that's I, I don't think they're going to you know be too hard feelings about if bitcoin goes up to 60 or 80 next month. Oh no. Like they still, know. you know, they, they did it all right and what, okay. you know, for what I put in, I'm I'm fine, I'm happy. But I would love at some point to actually be able to take those US dollars, turn them into, you know, whatever and move them over into a wallet to buy some actual hmm. crypto or do something with it.
0: Okay. So in summary, I'm massively like impossibly bullish on all of this stuff but not actually participating in the top shots or any of the any of the actual nfts yet and i don't actually think i'm gonna have fomo at all to be honest with you but no and- it's like i've seen some people get rich on this and it's like uh, yeah I, I mean i yeah. you need you needed to be
1: real early and get a lot of these back when nobody like when you get in line it's it's silly like the, the last pack was a ninety nine dollar pack rather than nine or fourteen. And I thought, yeah. oh, maybe there'll be fewer people to get in line because like they don't okay. want to spend that kind of money on it. There was twice as many. Of course. Was, of course. Yeah.
0: Because they know I, that I, yeah. it's, it's hat tip time to, hat yeah. tip to them. Hat tip to them for figuring out something that could go this like obscenely viral this fast. Like very, very cool of them to do this. And cap tipped them for introducing people to the cryptocurrency space. Like people get into this space in weird, wild ways. And if it's for your entertainment value for music or sports, hallelujah! Like you're making the conversion. Like literally, this is it's it's the same kind of idea of well, I got the internet in 1996, and I was logging on dial up through Prodigy so that I could go on the forums Uh, and talk about my sports team. Like, that's a lot of how like, I wanted I needed, to go. I needed to look up cheats for
1: Warcraft. The I needed
0: to go look up video game stuff. I wanted to chat with my friends and do all this stuff online. So I had to do it. And that was like the first wave of people introducing our generation to the Internet and using it in a, dated, in a daily manner. And it all blew up from there to uh, you know what it is today as a completely integral part of your life. And similarly, this is getting people into this idea of well, what is this? What is ownership? What is tokenomics? What is any of this? Uh, and they're doing it through a, you know through something that people are passionate about, be it sports or music or art. You know, so it's it's very very cool. Mega bullish on all this. Um, I might have to and, I might just buy some art. To make. I'm here's the other here's the other reason I'm not NFT participating. I'm no longer a cultural tastemaker. I'm too fucking old. In fact, what interests me, what what interests me about this space is like, how do I use Ave to, um, you know, l- lend and lend and uh, and borrow, right? Like, I'm I'm more interested in like pre- playing around with like the future financial instrument side of cryptocurrency than more much much more so than I am the art and entertainment side. But it, that's fine. That is totally fine, you know? And uh, I guess we'll just wrap up here with uh, don't trade on leverage. We're in a bull market. Price is going up. Just chill the fuck out. Don't trade on leverage. (laughs) Number two, uh, you know, don't expect to, you know, any of this to be get rich fast. Um, It's all a long growth cycle. Uh, we have you have the entirety of 2021 to see how this plays out see what it happens with adoption realistically we're not going to get to full saturation on this till 2024 2028 so we are a long way away it's never too late to get involved because this is legitimately like literally like asking if you it's too late to get involved in bitcoin right now is like saying in 1996 like is it too late to get on the internet like did i miss I missed Did the I internet.
1: Miss the I, I missed oh, it? Man, I I'm, I missed I missed the ARPANET. I missed Gopher. I missed <laughs> file transfer protocol. Like, could it get better than this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and honestly, like the internet game, the game changer for the internet and really for just computers and operating systems was like the graphical interface, the GUI was like once those started getting good and people could actually use them, then it was like, oh shit, now game on, right? We're not and there yet. Honest, honestly, like Windows, per Windows
1: 95, like yeah, just making, exactly. making the home computer easy to use was massive. And then obviously like upgrading 100%. from uh, like as shit as it, it's funny. Like I would sp- just spit on myself, my old self for using like Microsoft Explorer. But sure. I mean, a, a good, a good web browser was something that was definitely in demand back then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was. But now, you know, know, and, and we're not there. We're not there yet with a lot of these products for uh for cryptocurrency space. Right now, the number one thing people are doing with it is trading it. They're just it's all it's all just trading it and speculating on what will be future financial products and goods and services that we can extract value out of this space with. It's all it's all it's all it's all it is right now. Um, so you have a long way to go to really, you know, get in on the ground floor with this stuff. Um, all right, man. Is that good enough? Should we wrap here? Yeah, I
1: think so and if you I mean if you have questions
0: we should so do a Q&A. More. We should do a Q&A at some point and just like hey well, whatever maybe, you want to know we'll we'll give you our best <laughs> maybe, advice.
1: Do you, do you remember the Netscape browser when you would hit go or whatever and the little the stars would shoot across the end? Of course, yeah. No, Netscape so was is in,
0: insane. I I like, yes, the first time gay. I used Netscape I was like how do I get this on my home? I use it at school, I think. And I was like, how do I get Netscape at home? Oh, I know. I was like, I, I I was like can computer. I steal it? Can I put it on a disc and take it home? And I, I think I dragged the icon onto like a floppy disk and took it home and then tried to move it on. my I was like, it didn't work.
1: I don't have Netscape.
0: Work. I really want my, it here at home. My home
1: computer had Windows 3.1, which meant like I just played on DOS. Sure. And I remember like getting I'm like, like it's crazy if you weren't around like what a big deal windows 95 was like when that it's like oh my god this computer just got so easy to use like there's programs are just right all my programs are right here you're not like looking for trying to figure out how to navigate around your computer again honestly that i mean the internet was always going to succeed i believe Okay, it's just, well it's let's the let, internet.
0: Let's let's put an open call out for like please give us feedback on this episode. If you want none of this ever again, we will never talk about it again. If you want more of this or a QA where you can ask questions, because I'm sure a million people, <laughs> people really who don't want, want, want this understand. didn't
1: make it this far.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's that's yeah, fair. It's an evergreen podcast. But yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. If you want if you have a Q&A, if you if you want us to entertain we'll, we'll do a live stream stuff, some Andy and and seriously, Andy, you too. Like I know you, you definitely you want to know what to do with Bitcoin, right? Like there's not a lot of ways you can spend it right now, which is partly artificially propping the price up. No one's selling it because yeah. you can't really fucking spend it yet. But like that that will come eventually too. Uh, and in fact, that's probably what will take the top off of this bull cycle. Was mm-hmm. was when people can like, oh, I can buy um a house finally. Thank you. You know, you, you know, know
1: who should do it? Um, that Carvana. The people that just like deliver the car to your Why house. Why not? That's Seriously. the perfect one for it. Because like the the kind of people who would order a car to be delivered to their house and ha- take their old car away, they own crypto. Dude,
0: literally, <laughs> literally the, the companies, people, that, call the, companies me. the tech companies, the, the innovators who are trying to disrupt and win right now in this next decade, in the 2020s, the companies that will win are the companies that will integrate and start utilizing cryptocurrency the fastest. I think that is a very sound prediction. And in fact, if you're a legacy investor and you're just looking for on-ramps to cryptocurrency exposure, find out what companies are going, you know, are are exploring and using this, the car, you know, I don't know that Carvana is. This is obviously not a Carvana commercial, but you no, know, if someone you if you, not you find someone Carvana like commercials, that, no, no, I don't know that they're involved I, in cryptocurrency, though. No, no, I'm saying no, like, I'm if, if,
1: if, the kind if of if people find who any, would order a car yeah, to their house. Of course, yeah, no, I know the, they're, uh, they're I know early the adopters enough. And that you know what I'm saying they're, sure. they're the kind of people that would be an early adopter into that. They're the kind see, of people that they probably they probably have some crypto punks. I see,
0: I see like they sold they
1: sold they sold a crypto punk to buy an ultima.
0: That's a great point. That's a great point. And you can not in fact you can probably buy several ultimas with a crypto punk at this point um all right man i'll let you go this That's was fun. a fun conversation again if this if there's interest in us talking more about this just just send up the flag We do like a friday a night
1: uh, live stream live stream and q
0: a yeah that'd be fun all right man let's end it i'm gonna hit the music best of luck to you this week uh i don't know what we're gonna do wednesday i'm gonna be up skiing i might not be available might need to either we
1: can do something week. in a different we can do something tomorrow we can do something right let's just
0: do a let's plan on a q and a friday afternoon yeah, a
1: we'll do a friday we'll do a friday episode where are you going
0: okay mammoth uh mammoth yeah yeah always literally one of the literally i just want to figure out how to use ave to buy a fucking ski house in mammoth this is that hard it shouldn't be that hard you know No. Oh. it shouldn't be that hard I'll figure it out eventually. And then if you want advice on how to use your Bitcoin to facilitate financial transactions, I'll have had that experience. So that's what I'm hoping for at least. All right, man, I'm gonna hit the music. Best of luck. I just DM'd you some art that I might buy. Ooh, nice. I wasn't kidding. I literally like my point of view now after accumulating as much Bitcoin as I could last year, I wanna figure out how to buy a house in Mammoth with it. Yeah, Why wouldn't you buy
1: this? Why wouldn't you buy laser (laughs) eyes (laughs) Elon? Why that instead of that? Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I've just been looking at this OpenSea website. There's so much art. incredible.